go there we go we're back again that's right that's four weeks in a row yeah no never mind yeah, never mind the, the way we do this i'm fucking myself up. <laughs> you need to get more sleep man yeah <laughs> no i don't remember either but i know yeah i do I agree that, that you need to get more sleep what do you sleep like two hours a night or something depends yeah depends on what i'm working yeah what'd you sleep last night I, I slept a decent amount last night. Oh, I, I was off yesterday. And, oh, and there you go. I, I go in tonight for midnight. So Nice. Yeah, there you go. Now we'll start the three, four hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you're a maniac. <laughs> I got, I'm busy. Yeah. Can't do anything if you're sleeping. Yeah, sleep when you're dead, right? That's right. So what's going on? Are you, are you all getting geared up for Halloween at your house? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Putting decorations really out and everything? or Not really yet. Well, we get, we've actually... Sarah put some stuff up before uh, October. The we, we we don't have tons of stuff, but we got enough. The we do the above the fireplace got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I would love to have a ton of stuff in the yard. Be able to be one of those yeah. people that, that does a huge like spread yeah, in the yard with all fun. the decorations. You really have to put. I think I think it's almost like having a collection. You have to build up your. Uh, props and all that stuff yeah, over the it would years take a long you know? time and like you would have to have a, i was thinking about it like you'd have to have a lot of storage room too it's like yeah like you tons would. of cool stuff unless you buy those inflatable ones what's your opinion on the inflatable decorations mm, not a bit i'm not, a, I'm big not fan. a big fan no i feel like it's almost cheating in a way not cheating but it's like a lazy way to do it yeah <laughs> I, don't I, I don't there's just something about it i don't hate them but it's not something i really love right you see them more at uh Christmas, but yeah, there, oh yeah, there, there's there's, people, there's a lot of Halloween ones now. Yeah, too. there's people around my neighborhood that have them. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't have anything against them, but right on the way home, there like down the street from me, there's someone that has a Michael Myers in the front yard, full size one with oh, the knife yes. like up in the air. I, I saw it. I drove by it today. <laughs> I, Which is it's you know it's cool. They're getting into the spirit and they're putting their stuff out. But first off, I think that someone's going to steal it. That's the first thing because I've, I've had I stuff it. stolen off my front porch, heavy, heavy stuff that, yeah. that Bigfoot statue that was like a hundred pounds. Someone, yep. someone lugged that thing out of there. Um, and then the other, the other thing I thought is somebody might, you know, if it's kind of foggy or dark or something, someone might think there's actually someone standing out there with just a knife. If they catch it. like just the silhouette <laughs> of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it was, it was pretty cool. It looks like that guy's going to have a big, you know, a big blowout, you know, party or something with yeah. all the decorations, you know, it's pretty cool. My uh, brother and sister-in-law, they have a neighbor that they they do it, you know, on Halloween where, like, they do the garage, like, it's a haunted thing where it's, like, oh, you know, right. an entrance and an exit, and, like, That's you cool. walk through and, yeah, a bunch of animatronic stuff in there. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. It's some, it's some big money. Looking at, um, yeah. have, you, have you ever seen the, like, those Halloween conventions with all the all the like props yes my and, and decorations and stuff my sister used to work at a rental place okay and like she would go every year right because you know they they would buy the stuff so to rent it out and you know it was just a it wasn't like anybody could go to it it was a uh 
what's the word? I'm, for the vendors yeah, only? Like yeah, like a vendor's convention. Right. And she'd always, she'd bring me like the books, catalogs back. Yeah, there's a bunch of walkthrough videos on YouTube that you can find with, with from some of these conventions that we're talking about here. And, and some of the props are insane, man. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're thousands and thousands of dollars, but they're really cool, really scary too. Some of them are really gross as well. Yeah. But I mean, the stuff that they're coming out with, especially with all the video projection now, um, is, is, is pretty cool. Big I think money, a, but pretty cool. I, I think a lot of those, that, those big expensive ones are more for, uh, the haunted, haunted houses, houses. yeah not not like that's what i people think people aren't yeah. buying those just for their house that'd yeah. be nuts oh yeah because some of them are yeah you know Super five expensive. six thousand bucks yeah huge yeah and like you said where are you gonna put this thing when you're not using it you yeah. know what because there was uh what was that show there was some show that they made the stuff remember there that? was a show um it, was it called like face off or something or no. something with the face where they did the i, I know the, no this is different it was like the a, mask making Type no, it wasn't the mask making. They hmm. did lots of stuff where it, like oh. they came up with the ideas and built them, and then they got oh, went into production. Man, it was I can't I, recall. It, it was a long time ago. I watched it. Man, I I'm gonna have to try and find out what that is. Yeah, I guess where we talked about it before. Yeah. Well, but, we we um, watched the fly. The fly for the, for this week, and I was excited to be able to discuss this and get your kind of. Your take on on this movie right, is this one of your favorites? Um, I noticed you, you had it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, it's all. I think it's an awesome movie. You it know, is a good movie. It's not really a Halloween movie, but I would. It's for I Halloween mean, time. You know. Yeah, I mean, just like a horror big, movie, big horror movies. Yeah, I mean, you. I think last time we talked about it, you can yeah. watch them anytime, but yeah, and that's. Another thing why I brought up the Halloween stuff is because this time of year we always say, me and Katie, we're going to watch a bunch of Halloween movies just like at Christmas time where we say we're going to watch, you know, for the whole month just to get into the spirit or whatever. Yeah. And then we always, you know, we, we try to, but we always come up short. And like, yeah. Yeah. I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch the ones about like exorcisms and ghosts in in people's houses and shit. I don't mind the slasher ones with the monsters and stuff, but the, but the other ones have, that have to do with like. You know, yeah. demons and possession and all that stuff kind of freaked me out, man. Especially because yeah. I live in an old house too, and I always and it, hear weird stuff, and I think I've seen weird things in the house, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I, I like both, but like I think there's movies in like all of those different kinds that I like, and then ones I don't like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but yeah, I'm not the biggest horror movie fan. Uh, no, they're not. That's not my favorite. No genre. Yeah, Sarah likes them a lot. Yeah. I more so like the ones with the story, and like you said, we we brought up Rob Zombie and some of his, where they're just almost like pointless gore, just shocking, yeah, just I, to be I shocking. Not, I'm not, I'm not like big his. on those. Like if you you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the first one, right? The, the, original. the original one, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. I mean, people love that movie, horror movie. People love that movie, but it's kind of there's not really a yeah. You know, I watched a it story there <laughs> long time ago, and I never wanted to watch it again. Right? Yeah, like, well, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into ones like that, but movies like this, like The Fly, where you know you have character development and a, and a real story and everything is, they're yeah. they're cool, yeah. So, um, obviously I, you've seen this before. Yeah, have or, you seen? When's yes. the last time you saw it? Long, long time ago. I watched it on TV right. when I was a kid. I don't think I've watched it since then. But like, it's weird. I I remember a lot of it. Oh, like, you, you vividly. Do? Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember ever seeing this as a kid. I, I couldn't tell you when it was, but I, I remember watching it on TV. I, I had to be less than 10, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think probably the first time I've seen this was probably within the last ten years. Really, you know, I don't I don't remember seeing it as a teenager either. You know, you always knew about the movie and yeah. and had seen pictures of uh, of him in the costume and all that, you know. But um, I had never, you know, I don't remember when we got the movie, but we've watched it. We probably watch it every couple of years, you know. Yeah, it's a good one to watch this time of year. So, um, I didn't know that it was a. A short story. This is how the whole the whole movie started as a short story in Playboy in 1957, and then there's the original Fly movie. I don't know anything about the original Fly. Yeah, is it? I've never seen it. It's uh, Vincent Price is in it. Yeah, he's he. he, I think he plays a detective that's you know investigating the case of this guy who turns himself into the Fly, and then he has his, his wife. The scientist, wherever he, you know, he turns into the fly and freaks out his wife and all this stuff, and then his he has his wife help him commit suicide, and then you know these guys are investigating, you know, what happened basically. But yeah. do I kind of want to watch it just because of, to compare them? Yeah, to compare them. Yeah, um, Fox was the one that had the rights to this the the entire time. Like nobody ever else um, had the rights to this to this movie. They made the one in 1958 and. Um, yeah, the right this one too, and uh, it, I don't think that they, you know, they weren't like looking. A lot of the executives at Fox didn't think this was a good idea to remake this, but they eventually, you know, like one of them things, you know, backroom deals or whatever, they came up with like a, you know, yeah, we're going to go ahead and remake it. So they originally hired a guy to direct this. His name was Robert Bierman, and. He hadn't really directed anything before. He had directed like a small movie before this, and then he was slated to direct this, and his daughter was killed. Like his his young daughter was killed a few months before they were going to start filming. So he had to, they had to delay the movie, yeah. and then they told him they would wait for him. You know, like we'll wait. We're not going to you know give it to somebody else. We'll we'll keep your spot as director. But then he came back after a few months and he, he, he had to pull out because he's like, I just couldn't do it, you know, because the way his daughter died, it was a tragic thing, you know, and that this movie's a pretty dark movie, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, that makes sense uh, not, not being in that kind of place. Right. Like, uh, yeah. And I, I read somewhere too that Tim Burton was also in the mix to maybe direct this, but what, what year was this? 86, 1986. Yeah, yeah. So, and then David Cronenberg, the guy that did direct it, he was actually getting ready to direct and make total recall, but that fell through. So like, he wasn't available at the time, you know, so yeah. they, they had thought of him, but you know, he was, he was already locked into something, but then he had a whole different vision for total recall than the producers of the movie. So he ended up pulling out of that. And then, you know, they signed him to direct it. I guess his fee was only seven hundred and fifty grand. You know, to direct, which is a lot of money in nineteen eighty. It's a lot of money now, but yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty six. But not, uh, not in movie dollars. That's right, completely yeah. different. Hollywood works different. Yeah, their money's so. not the same. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they wanted him. They wanted him to direct it so bad that they just cut him a check for uh, uh, one million. Right. You know, two hundred fifty grand over his asking price. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just to, to, and he said, yeah, that, you know, of course. Um, and I guess he uses his own, he uses all his own, his own guys, his own crew, the same people that he's worked for for years, you know. So it was kind of a package deal. You hire me, but you're going to get yeah. all my guys with. It. So that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'd want to do. Um, the movie starts out long credits with 
with yeah credits of people that made the movie people that are in the movie yeah before they don't do that they don't do that a lot anymore i mean it's it's right into the action in in most movies yeah or the you know the credits or if they do it at the beginning it's playing over what's going on yeah it's not just straight credits yeah right yeah and i maybe people don't have patience for it anymore i mean some of the movies from the 80s yeah i mean it's a it's a like this one is a long song that it just goes on and there's like you can see in the background of this one, it almost looks like a big, big like group of flies or something moving around, yeah, but, it's, but in, it's all blurry, so you don't really know. It like starts coming focus. It almost looks like a predator vision, right? Yeah, yeah, of, of like mm-hmm. a crowd. Oh, right, right, yeah. And then eventually, it like goes into vision of yeah. what it really is. The whatever that is, yeah, it's expo or dinner you don't know or what they're at. So the movie starts out and it's just Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. They're in. They're in a big, what almost looks like a museum, like a nice like art museum or something. Yeah, some but it's clearly of, some kind of uh, swanky event that you know it, with all these scientists. Yeah, you don't know if it's a convention or yeah, they don't really say. You know, some kind of awards banquet or something. But uh, she's a reporter, and he's a, a scientist. What kind, what type of scientist is he? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if they really. I don't know say. if they really. I would have to think he would be some kind of physicist, physicist or something like that. Yeah, particle physicist or something, because that's really what the yeah the movie. It, you know, then they, later on they talk about him being really close to winning the Nobel Prize in something. I think right. it was in physics, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't physics. Know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Jeff Goldblum. He looks so much different than most people would if you watch his modern movies. Yeah, then you would think of he's he's had to have had work done right i, I would think, think so at least on his teeth because his teeth are much different in this than you see oh, him maybe, now you know maybe. what i mean i don't count that as work though yeah i guess a lot of those people do get their teeth dental stuff. yeah yeah right um but he <laughs> he's, he just looks crazy in this movie he does, to yeah. me he's got a mullet and then it was the 80s Drew. he's he's, he's always like wide-eyed like bug-eyed or something when he when he's looking at people, yeah, and I wonder if they had him do that on purpose because of the you know fly I wonder the if that's eyeballs. Why or, he got picked, like they had yeah. to be part of it, right? Well, I got he was not first choice really. Oh, there was there's like a whole list of guys that were considered for for the part: Michael Keaton, Mel Gibson, James Woods, John Lithgow, Richard Dreyfus, William Defoe, John Travolta. All these names yeah. of guys that they. Um, you know, we're, we're going to maybe cast as, as the main dude. And, and when he did uh, announce that when Cronenberg announced that they were going to put uh, Jeff Goldblum in the lead role, he, I guess he got a lot of blowback from the, the studios at, or the executive at the Fox studios said that he wasn't really a bankable star. Yeah, and I, that, I hate hearing that. Yeah. And then he told them this is a horrible mistake to, to gas, to cast him like horrible, horrible. And then the makeup artist, the guy that ends up winning the Academy Award for uh, special effects, you know, makeup or whatever. Yeah. The effects yeah. of this are great. Yeah. He told, the, uh, he told David Cronenberg, it, it's going to be difficult to work with Def- Jeff Goldblum because he has, you know, big ears and the bridge of his nose is big. And they wanted someone with small ears and a smaller nose. So it would give him a lot more flexibility for all the prosthetics that they had to put on so that's weird that that would even come in like yeah i mean I, i'm not i don't do that stuff but like it just seems weird that that would be a thing yeah like, I, smaller yeah. nose right well, I, I guess if you're putting you know 
I wouldn't think inches and inches of stuff that's going to stick out further. But if you're putting layers and layers of stuff on top of someone's nose and it already is, is bigger than it's going to be even, it's going to look even, you know, even bigger. I mean, you're making them look like a monster. Like, right. I, I don't yeah. see. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the process. Why? It, yeah. Yeah. What? Whatever. But yeah, in the end they deferred to uh, Cronenberg's judgment and um, yeah, Goldblum got the part. So and, and he was in other stuff before this, but I don't think I'd ever seen anything else bef- before this. Like any of his earlier movies uh, weren't big, big parts. Um, Earth Girls are easy. That was before this. I remember right? that. Yeah, but he wasn't the main, the, the like the main star in that. He was one of the aliens, right? Well, those are the stars, right? Yeah, but I'm saying he split. He split. He wasn't oh, like the yeah. leading man. Yeah, he guess, he split yeah. it. I see what you're saying. But Gina Davis is in that too. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's right. Like, and I actually, was thinking about that. Him and her were dating at the time, and he he was the one that suggested that they hire her um, to play the female um, lead. Uh, but apparently, Cronenberg didn't want to do that because he doesn't like to work with couples. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but then she came in and read. Oh, it wasn't before this. What's that? Earth it, Girls Are Easy? Yeah, it was after. After. Oh, okay. That's eighty-eight. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Some of the, so some of the other movies that he was in before this, though, he, I mean, this was probably his first leading where he was, he was the main guy. He was, he was it, right? Uh, I'll double check. I'll look real quick. Yeah. So apparently when she came in and, and she read for the part, she like knocked it out of the park and it, that was it. Like they wanted to use her or Cronenberg wanted to use her right away. You know, like that's, that's it. We got the, got the lead. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee, Laura Dern. Jennifer. Linda Hamilton, they were also considered for the part. I guess Linda Hamilton was actually offered the part. Not, she doesn't seem too young, but Jennifer Jason Lee seems too young. Well, she was in Fast Times at Richmond High, which was not that. That was like what eighty two, maybe. So, I don't know. Yeah, just in my head, she's yeah, right. Because like even she she, uh, seems too young for him in uh, Dirty Dancing. She was still pretty young in that. I don't remember. Never mind. I'm mixing these up. Oh, okay. From Fast Times. Yeah. The pool chick. No. No, that's Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the other one. one. The other one. The one that works yeah. at like the pizza. Well, I guess they both work at the pizza place. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think she would have been too young. Yeah. Still in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Linda Hamilton was offered the role, but was too disturbed by the script. There was a part in the script where she gives birth to the to the big giant maggot. Apparently yeah. that freaked her out so much. She's like, no, I'm not doing this. Which that, that seems freaky. It is, but it's like, you're not really doing it. Like, yeah. Right. You don't like, have to actually give birth to the maggot. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the movie starts at this event slash convention and he basically tells her, you know, she's a reporter for this particle magazine and he tells her, I'm going to change the world, all this stuff. You, you got to come back to my apartment and, or my, not my apartment, but my lab, my lab. and like <laughs> and see this. He he comes off like he knows she's a reporter, and like it, he totally comes off as making it seem like he wants to get some publicity for his work, right? Because you know he's talking to the reporter, playing it up what he's doing mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. saying it, and he's like, "Come back to my lab," and then she <laughs> she goes, and she goes, that, yeah. She drives him. She drives he, him he too. He doesn't have a car. car. That that would be the first red flag of like, why don't you have a car? How'd you get here? You know, <laughs> but you know, they live in the city. They don't tell you where, where they're at. This was filmed in Canada in Vancouver. So okay. ma- yeah, maybe they're in Vancouver. Um, it doesn't really matter to the, to the story. They don't ever bring it up, you know, where they are. It's just, they're in a city somewhere. 
But yeah, it, I thought it was weird too that he, <laughs> she just, okay, yeah, I'll drive you back. Yeah. And, and then, then when they get there, he shows her. When they pull up, I think she should have been a little leery. Oh, like, yeah, it's like yeah. just like some warehouses. Like, a, it looks like an abandoned warehouse area or like an right. abandoned factory, something like that. And there's no cars around, nothing. Yeah. And she he just, makes her pull up. It's not even in the parking lot of the warehouse, it's in like the loading yeah, docks. Yeah, the loading docks. In the that's, back. that's where he goes in. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not. For homes, you know, no, no one should be yeah. living there. No one should be living there. She still goes in, right? Nor should they have a lab there. And and that's that's <laughs> the, that's he could have avoided. I think this whole fucking movie could have been avoided, or his his whole problem in this movie could have been avoided if he didn't have his lab in some dirty ass warehouse. Why yeah, are you doing this in a clean, in a, sterile in a, environment? Exactly, it should be in a clean room type of environment right where everything like where they make pharmaceuticals I, yeah. have you ever worked in like a clean room or around one around one no i i mean yeah I, i've seen them right we've worked on them before like setting them up and it gets it gets to a point where you know we've done you know the electric and all the feeds into them and this and that but it gets to a point where they're like that's it you cannot go in there you can't it, it's now officially a clean room yeah. you know it, it, it's certified you can't go in there period and they have their protocols for people that do go in and out, but that's what this his 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 machines his I, what are, what do they call them the telepods telepods they should have been in a clean room situation yes but also like you know this doesn't come up until later but like I feel like those machines seem pretty the, the telepods were pretty smart like they yeah. could like scan and know stuff right shouldn't have been able to scan and been like there's two things there's in something here. weird in here there's yeah. not and then shut it down right yeah because it knew like after it went through yes yeah it, it knew exactly what everything was and i mean right why didn't it yeah later in the movie yeah you well, find why out didn't yeah. it put a, the kibosh on yeah. that like mm, there's two things in there yeah right yeah i don't know i don't and that's the thing too like i'm saying it should have been in a clean room and everything. Yeah. but he does say at one point this company that he works for they don't. They leave him alone. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. They leave me alone because he doesn't cost a lot of money. Maybe that's why. So th- that's why I, you know you get the feeling he's doing all of this research and developing this these these um, telepods on his own. On, you know, with no one's yeah, looking no one over really his shoulder. No one really doing. knows he's, what he's doing. That's probably why he is doing it in a yeah, warehouse. That makes sense. He doesn't. But, he doesn't want anyone to know until he's done. Right. Until it works. Right. <laughs> and I do think his lab. Is cool. It, oh, it yeah. looks like it'd be a fun place to hang out. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, it's just a big, yeah, big warehouse. Big warehouse with loft. one of the big sliding doors. You know yeah. what I mean? I love those. They're cool. Um, like, he show yeah, he shows her the equipment, and she kind of you know she doesn't really get it. He takes yeah. Well, she, she thinks they're foot booths, she, right? That's what she calls them, and then and then he calls them telepods. So it's still like yeah. telepod, you know, like telephone yeah. booth pod, but right. Like so, she, he wants to show it off that what they do he does it he but he asks for something personal from her to prove that it's not like him you know doing some kind of magic trick right yeah and don't you think it was kind of a tease of her to pull off the the stocking of all the things that she could have handed him <laughs> yeah she could have like handed that. him her coat or something yeah, like that or, like, i thought she was going to give the shoe the shoe and then yeah. she just pulls off the stocking, the stocking like, yeah that's kind of kind of leading him on there yeah Gina. oh yeah and you don't even know this guy you just met him and he he just drove you or you just drove him to <laughs> yeah. this dark warehouse he claims he lives in like what the yeah. fuck and yeah he walks and it, in and he doesn't even like he just starts playing the piano like right away <laughs> yeah. 
that was funny. That was a good part. Yeah. And and then he tells her, uh, it's too late. I can't let you leave here alive. <laughs> like, cause after she's seen the equipment. So yeah, like then, she, then I'd, my red flags would really be going off like, Oh yeah, shit. She saw it work. And then she got out a tape recorder to mm-hmm. like record him talking. And that's when he notices it. And then he's just like, wait a second. Right. Even though I 100% knew you were a reporter, I don't want you saying anything. Yeah, I, did, I didn't understand that part. Did you understand why he didn't want her to say anything he didn't about want, a report on it? He didn't want anyone to know until it worked. Until it worked. Because he thought people would be bugging him. Right. But Which also means he was just totally just wanted her to come back so he could have sex with yeah. her. Yeah, I think so too. But, I mean, but then, because he knew that she was a reporter. That wasn't a surprise. Right. So why else would he bring her back? Except yeah, to get laid. I don't know. What What is your opinion of him? What is your opinion? Like, do you think he's a nerd? I think he's a, he's obviously a very smart guy. He's a scientist, but he also seems like a, like he might be kind of a nerd or something. Like he's not good with girls or he hasn't been with a lot of girls. You know what I mean? Maybe, but like, like he doesn't know how to. But he seems very suave in this scene. Yeah, like he's like, playing the piano. He's like, oh, I can't let he, you leave. Even at the, yeah. at the event, he was he didn't act like he couldn't, up with he, her. Yeah, he yeah. didn't act like he couldn't talk to women. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, Cause I, I didn't know what, how, how I felt. I was like, I was like, I can't tell if he's really nerdy and bad, like just not, not good with no, girls or, or if I, he is, I think but he, he is. He seems like a very, he seems like a very like sheltered person. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just like, he's not good with people or something. He, he's only, you know? he's all about his work. That's what oh, he's right, right. worried about. But he needed a, he wanted to get laid that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had too much champagne at the the convention. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, the what do you think of the telepods? They look really they cool. Look awesome. I, I think they're awesome. Yeah. I think they're awesome. Apparently, Cronenberg uh, is a big racing fan, race cars and motorcycles and all that. Huge enthusiast, and he designed the telepods to look. Like he designed them after his Ducati motorcycle, the engine, like the, you know, like uh, yeah. the cooling fans or whatever yeah. on the engine blocks. I can see and, that. And after I read that, I was like, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they they that do kind of look like that, but they're, they're very cool. They got the, those glass doors that open up and then, yeah, you know, I like the, the way cool they lighting. Open. Yeah. They're really cool. Uh, the original movie, they had the telepods. They just looked like glass phone booths. They, they weren't as big either. Um, if you look at pictures of them. They had more uh, money. Yeah. Oh Yeah. So everything gets better. What do you think of her boss? Did he look familiar to you? Yes, because he was in the last movie we watched. <laughs> what the hell? What's the chance That's of so that? Weird. Yeah, I, I wonder what else the guy's really done. I don't but, know, but everything we've seen him in, he's a fucking creep. He's a, yeah, sleazy. Although in this movie, he kind of redeems himself. I mean, she would have been yes. At the end, he does. Which that's the only problem I have. I think that's the only problem I have with this movie is he. The guy starts out real sleazy, and then he yeah. does a total flip flop. And he comes was in weird. and like saves the day. But then I was like, man, maybe he wasn't sleazy. Maybe he just yeah. really loved her. It could have been. And I, yeah. You know, we don't know the, yeah. the why they broke up. Right. But he does use almost the same line as the last movie. When, at one point when they're fighting and, <laughs> and it's clear that she's not coming back to him because you find out that they, they had dated before. Yeah. But and then, you know, he, he says, what about just having sex? You know, yep. <laughs> yeah. just joking unless you want to. Unless you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like she goes back to her apartment and like the you, she can hear the shower running and this dude's in there the boss yeah this is when we find out they used to date yeah but like she just go she didn't seem that freaked out like that the shower was running like she just went in there and opened up the curtain 
and he's just like, I felt grimy, and I was in the in the neighborhood, so I thought I'd stop and take a shower. Like, yeah, what right? the fuck? That's and so then, weird. Then she gets pissed and asks for his key, her key back, and yeah. he's like, No, I'm gonna keep he's like, it. I'm gonna oh, keep I'm it gonna just keep in key. case. Yeah, want to like come and stuff your creep. panties or yeah, something? What a creep. <laughs> that's where I'm like, man, he's a dick and everything. Yeah, he's a dick. He has a beard in this one though. So yeah, that's why when you see him the first time, I'm like, is that the same guy? I didn't catch it right at first when like they were, I didn't notice until they were in her apartment because there was a scene where they're in his office where she was telling him about the the teleporters and that's, I didn't notice it then, but it was when, when he was in the shower, I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's like four or five years younger in this movie compared to the last movie. But yeah, after, after the first night when he, when, he takes her to his lab, shows her everything, you know, they have a good time or whatever. And then she leaves, she goes and talks to her boss and tells, tells her boss, you know, she, she wants to yeah, do the she story. Wanted, she was going to do it even though yeah. Jeff asked her politely not to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wanted to do not just a story, but she wanted to, she wanted to basically like follow him around and record everything. No, that's what oh, Jeff, Jeff talked her into doing that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he to document he, everything, he came into the office to talk to her, and then they went out for a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, yeah. And they, uh, that was like his compromise. He's like, "Follow me around, round you instead of just an article. You could write a whole book. Mm-hmm. Watch me do everything from now until the point where I actually send myself through." Right. Which, and yeah. And then she decided. Cool. She's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. So then they go back to after that. They go back to the lab, and he shows her how the machine works. And this is where you actually get to see. There's the two telepods, and then they're hooked up to. It's basically like a big console that he can sit at, which has got the computer. Yeah, computer, and you assume the analyzing portion of the you know the computers in there, and it kind of you know you, whatever you put in there, then it, it'll sit there and scan the thing and then analyze it, and you see all these numbers flashing on the screen, and then it tells you percentages of what the thing's made of, you know, like yeah, you know, whatever it is. You know, you know, 70% nitrogen or, or carbon or, you know, oxygen, you know, all the percentages of everything, which just that part of the machine, if it could actually do that would be worth so much money. Yeah. That's why I think he should have just showed his company, but he did say if he showed his company what he was doing, they would just take everything and yeah. they would own it all. And it, that, that's why know, he didn't, that's why he didn't tell his company. Cause I did start thinking that in the beginning, he would have never gotten to the point of actually teleporting stuff. Right, and they would have taken it over, probably put a bunch of other people on it as well, and taken yeah. all the credit for it. So you, you, it's clear he wants the credit for all this, yeah. you know, and he wants to, like he said, change the world. And if they had something like this, I mean, that'd be crazy. Can you imagine going from here to, you know, like uh, New York City in a, in a flash? Like yeah, that'd, that'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. Except they'd probably charge as much as a plane ticket. Yeah, so right. it wouldn't matter. Right, <laughs> like it wouldn't. Like, it would just be easier. It would be yeah. easier for rich yeah. people, not yeah, <laughs> not, not bums like us. But after seeing this movie, if they did come out with something like that, no fucking way I'd go through it. No, like what if the power went out <laughs> yeah. while you were in the middle? Like you'd just be like a ghost, right? Then? Yeah, or if a fly like landed inside your shirt or something and yeah. you went through, you know. There's lots of yeah, lots of variables. Or what here. if you had lice or uh, yeah. fleas or something? Yeah. Or like, Crabs. Crabs. Yeah. You turn into a giant or crab. All of, or all, all of them. them. You come out looking like Donald Trump, man. Oh. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that, that, that part of the machine would be worth so much money. And it, it, yeah. Just something that could do that. It'd be, it'd be crazy. And like you said, it's weird that it couldn't pick up the, you know, it could, it could tell you exactly what was in something, but it couldn't tell you that there was a, you know, yeah. there were two different Unless things. It, 
I know I don't remember. Maybe it did, but he was already in there, and maybe it just didn't have like some kind of fail safe to stop it. Right. And he, you know, he was drunk and he was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So a- after he shows her, you know, how the machine works, um, she's starting to document everything with him. He has these baboons. They should only show you one baboon at a time, but he has multiple baboons, which freaked me out, man. I thought they were supposed to be baboons are mean, aren't they? I don't think they're, yeah, I don't think they're friendly. That's why I was surprised it was baboons. Right. Yeah, actually, a a couple things, notes on that here. Um, Those involved with making of the film, including Cronenberg, remember that the baboon, whose name was Typhoon the Baboon. That's an awesome name (laughs) for a baboon. That's pretty cool, yeah. Love it. Uh, Was was very much a wild animal and not an actor. Uh, The visual effects supervisor said that Typhoon once startled him, or once was startled, by the flashing lights of the telepod and broke the door off to get out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they're strong as fuck, yeah. too. And then the, the wrangler of the baboon and Jeff Goldblum, who's six foot four. I didn't realize he was that tall, yeah, but he's, I mean, tall, he's clearly he's very tall. tall. Yeah. Gina Davis is, yeah. too. It's probably yeah. why you can't notice. Right. They're both tall. Yeah, the wrangler and Jeff Goldblum were the ones who had had to keep the baboon in check. Um, I could Later on, when the, with the second baboon, you could tell like it loved him. It's yeah, like giving right. him hugs and yeah. stuff. And I guess it was the same baboon the whole time. They just said, but there was they, two. They, yeah. yeah, they said, said that there's two. Cronenberg uh, said that uh, they're they're very volatile. Volatile. Uh, there's no such thing as a tame baboon. Jeff, because he was uh, much bigger and stronger than the baboon, was able to dominate him. <laughs> and the baboon's wrangler said it was a good thing that uh, the baboon and Jeff formed that relationship. Otherwise, there could have been big trouble on the set. But with some of the female members of the crew. So I guess oh. they would go after the the female members That's, of the crew. You'd think that they would have just used some chimps or something. Yeah. Like, would you know, it's not like uh, a baboon is important to the story. It could have been anything that they yeah. threw in there. But chimps freak me out even more. Was that, yeah, chimps, I think chimps, they get bigger than baboons and, and they're yeah, stronger. And they you they know? can. Yeah. But, but a lot of them get trained well. Yeah. Like when they're young or whatever. Right, right. You know, I, I never see anything about Trained chimps or uh, baboons. Tra- yeah, trained baboons. Yeah, they all freak me out. The only, uh, honestly, the only ones that don't freak me out are gorillas, and they're you know the male gorillas get to be massive. They're, they're something like six hundred pounds, three yeah. percent body fat, like, like huge. They could fuck you up, but they're, oh, big they're time. not. Yeah. They don't have like the the mean streaks. Right. The, the yeah. They're, ones they're, they're chill. Yeah. You hear about yeah. Uh, Chimps fucking people fucking up all the time. People up, yeah, like bad, like ripping yeah. arms off and. Oh, they do that to balls. themselves too. Yeah, they 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 have you know clans and they fight each other and shit and kill each. It's crazy. Cronenberg um, noted on it on the DVD uh, audio commentary that the baboons used in the film frighten him personally and that they are potentially dangerous, physically very strong and very intelligent and very wild animals, and they are highly unpredictable. Um, Let's get them on set. <laughs> He believed that due to his tall and, and muscular physique, the baboons behaved affectionately towards and differential towards Jeff, who, uh, who trained and work out, worked out in preparation for the role, which you could see. I mean, oh, he yeah. looks like he's in great yeah, shape for this movie. He's built. Uh, making the scenes with them easy to film. Other films using baboons also often had mixed successes, such as during the filming of The Omen in 1976, when Lee Remick had to be rescued from an overly excited baboon during a zoo attack scene. Wow. 
Yeesh. Fuck that shit. Man. And then there was the scene with the baboon that was going nuts. I remember when he was like trying to swat the fly right yeah. before he goes uh, in? I was like, how did they do that? Apparently, they they caught a living fly and put it on a fishing line and dangled it in front of the... I was like, I how was the fuck would they do that? I, that scene, I'm like, that's really good. That's like, really good, they, they yeah. just sit, put him on the chair and like, hope a fly comes by and like... I was yeah. I was like, how was long wondering. did that take? Yeah, they had to have caught a bunch of flies and then tried to get them to pester this baboon. Yeah. But apparently, that's how they did it. <laughs> so like, that's pretty cool. Man. Yeah, it was good. I like that. that yeah. was like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he puts this baboon into the telepod. He's gonna tra- you know transport it from one pod to the other. And yeah, like he had said that he hadn't been able to do uh, living things. Yes, but. They never said like what you know. They didn't go right. into it, and they they go they do kind of go into it a little bit after the scene. Um, after the what do you think when the the baboon melts down? That scene's scary. Yeah, I, to me it was like, scary because he, he. This is one of the scenes that I vividly remember from when I was a kid. Is when he yeah. like goes up to the glass and that hand that hand the, comes like up and hits the glass. Anytime they they transport something from one pod to the other. It's all foggy and like steamy in there. Yeah, when it so you really shows can't up. see, but it's a big glass door with well lit, you know, so you you can see the the steam and the fog, yeah. and it kind of they have to open the door and let the fog clear. But in this one, they they like pan they don't pan in, but they cut to the door, and it's just in the screen you can see the door, and then this hand oh, just bl- this bloody, bloody like stump, stump of a hand like hits <laughs> yeah. the door real because they get real close to the door and they're like looking in there and they don't see anything and then boom this, this hand hits the door and then they open it up the the, the fog clears and you see this this it looks like a melted baboon that's yeah. still kind of moving around yeah, that's you know ugh. i felt bad for him yeah i, I felt bad for the he's baboon like he stuck him in there and like what? yeah and he acts like it's kind of he's not really distraught about the no. baboon dying but a little bit later he does yeah yeah, that seemed to have some remorse, but right. But he he, he seems more disappointed that it didn't work, yeah. you know. <laughs> Which I also thought, where the hell did he get a baboon? That's what I put down too. I'm like, that doesn't seem like. Uh, I mean, I guess he, being a scientist, he's yeah. probably got some kind of channels right. there. But yeah, I'm sure there's some place you get lab animals from. Yeah, yeah. So after the baboon melts, then they get it on. Remember that? Yeah, like I I was. Like man, it doesn't take much to get Gina Davis in bed. I would think she'd be grossed out after seeing this melted yeah. baboon like flopping around in this thing, like, and she's like, "No, he wasn't even okay. trying." Yeah, right. it was more like she was horny and he was there. Yeah, because he's just laying there and he's all upset that his project isn't right. working, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? You're kind of cute. <laughs> You're kind of cute. Let me suck your dick." <laughs> well, we don't know if any of that went on any of the dick part. You know, we know that they had sex though. But we don't know if there was any, you know, so you, if she ever went think, down on him or not. You don't think there's foreplay involved with yeah, Jeff maybe. Goldblum? There could be. There could be. I think he, he at least went down on her. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to, right? But they were working all day and they're all dirty, you know, and, the, and he's just, yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully they but showered he, he first. Had yeah. his, he had his shirt off already, right? I, th- I can't remember why he would have taken his shirt off. He did walk around shirtless in this movie a lot, though. Well, I would, too, if I look like that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But after they had sex and she's, like, going to eat his nipple. Yeah, there's there's where the, this is, like, an actual plot point that comes yes. up. Because she, you know, they're, it's like that typical scene that you see in movies where they're, this is post-sex and they're just laying in bed, but they they make sure they cover themselves up. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, 
And she's kissing on him, and she says something about the flesh driving her nuts. Oh, the flesh drives me nuts. Know, it, was, it was weird, and, right? Yeah, it was. It was a little weird. It's awkward, like the yeah. thing she was saying. Like she's like, it was all on the nipple, though. Right. Yeah. And then that's when when she says flesh, that's when it like pops into his head. That's the problem with the machine. Yes. Which I don't know what I mean. So then he he jumps up out of bed, and she's like, "Where are you going?" You know, and he's like, "Ah, I've got work to do," or, or whatever. Then runs over to the machine, and he's typing away, and and then. Then, uh, you know, okay. You're like, okay, yeah. Um, Wait, no. He does the steak thing first. Yes, he does the steak thing. So then, like, she wakes up and he cooks two steaks. And then he's like, taste this one and then taste this one. So she tastes the first one and she's like, ooh, no, it tastes artificial. And he's like, that's because it's, it went, you know, I put it through the machine or whatever. He's like, now taste this one. And then she tastes the other one and she's like, oh, it's, it's good or whatever. And and he whatever he did with the second one he did the corrections on the machine so yeah. that it went through that fine. The, the machine didn't know. Yes, he didn't teach the machine what what to flesh what, what it is like. Yeah, and he went into it at one really, point about like the desire for flesh and all this stuff. Remember? Yeah, he yeah he so he got a little he, weird yeah he there. got you don't know what he does to the machine to make it to fix it. But yeah, he, but it, it's it must not have been that hard to do. No. <laughs> He must have left out a decimal point somewhere or something that's, you know, anyway. But, yeah, he fixes the machine. Then they transfer the other baboon that they have through the through the, the telepods. Yeah. And it works. He comes out fine. That's freaky, too, when that, that part happens. Because, remember, the door opens up and the thing, the baboon runs out and jumps into his arms. Yeah, it was all excited. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that would freak me out. A baboon running at me like that and jumping on me. And he's shirtless, too. He's always shirtless. Yeah, but then I'm thinking the baboon's head's right by his, you know, what if it pulls a Gene Davis and bites him in the nipple, Uh, you know? Because they have those crazy teeth, too. Yeah. We did skip a part, though, before that. She leaves, and then the the creepy ex-boyfriend slash boss was waiting for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he sat outside the place all night. I think it was after they had sex for the first time, and mm-hmm. they didn't. And uh, So he follows her, and she was going shopping and buying Jeff Goldblum a nice leather jacket, and he's in there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he starts giving her shit for whatever reason. Like, I guess part of it is, like, she said that she wasn't going to follow the story. Yeah. And she's lying. And she's like, I love it. I was laughing. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say already. When I heard when I heard this line with what the I, guy says, I I the sound of your your laugh popped into my head instantly, <laughs> like just just breaking a laugh. What was, I, I remember what the two words were he says, but she said that she she, she goes she's talking about him. She goes, "I'm onto something huge," and he goes, "His cock, <laughs> his cock, yes. his cock." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it just made me laugh. They're just yeah. they're in the middle of like JC Penney's or something, yeah, right? <laughs> And then he, at one point, he he gets down on his knees, and he's and and I don't know if he was like begging her to come back or what, but it's a weird, it's a yeah, it's a weird encounter. Like you don't like the guy yeah, in the movie at all, at least in the first half, because he does creepy shit like this, and he he just seems very sleazy, right? And you don't very. you don't want her to be with this guy. You want her to be with at least I did. I you know go with Jeff Goldblum. You yeah, know? don't go with don't go with your old boss. He's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, what I that's what I had in my in my notes here. It just in uh, uh, in quotations his cock scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. It just, it made me yeah, laugh. obviously it made me laugh because that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. <laughs> so and they they do the baboon thing, 
where it worked with a baboon mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking to her and he's like, I'm going to send out the baboon to get tests to make sure everything is still okay. Right. Cause you know, it yeah. didn't, it didn't come out the other side turned inside out, but he still didn't know for sure that yeah. something didn't happen on a molecular level. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Oh, it could take weeks. So she wants to go on vacation with him. And yeah. She had gotten a package was delivered there for her and she it, finds out it's the magazine. That's right. But when, when she's talking about going on vacation, um, he says to her, she's, which I thought was really weird. Is this a romance we're having? And she's like, yeah, I think it is a romance. Who says romance? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was that a thing in the eighties? Like you, you would, you wouldn't say like, are we dating? Are she we boyfriend and girlfriend? Or you would say, is, is, is this, this a, a romance? Are, are we having, do you want to have a romance with a me? Romance with me? Yeah. She also didn't know. say vacation. She said holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Isn't, which is like, the, 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 what they do in Europe. Isn't yeah. It? They go on holiday. Go on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. And she's American, right? As far so, as I know. I yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, but it, so she has to leave because she finds out that the editor, the ex-boss, or current boss, ex-boyfriend, is going to go ahead with this, and she doesn't want that happening. Yeah, doesn't Jeff Goldblum, his character, Seth Brundle, he finds this this package, was like a manila envelope, slipped under his door, and it's yeah. addressed to her. Yeah. They're talking about, you know, celebra- going out that night and celebrating. He, she opens it up and sees that it's it's like a... Yeah, it's like a cover. Yeah, a preview of this cover yeah. with with... Jeff Goldblum on the front yeah. and it's, you know, this, the whole story. So yeah, she freaks out and goes back to, and I, I assume her boss. like this is just him fucking with her because he, he doesn't, he's trying to, I don't know. He's a dick. Yeah. And I found, you know, she told him what was going on mm-hmm. and like at that point they hadn't even, it hadn't worked. Right. But this guy's just going to go ahead with the magazine, with the article anyways. So she wants to leave to, to talk to him. And this upset Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So when she, when she goes back to, to her boss to talk to him, that's kind of where he her boss flips from like being creepy and following her around. And she kind of talks him into like, look, I'm going to do this story or whatever. She argues with him at, you know, at the office or whatever. And he basically says like, just keep me in the loop. Let me know you're okay. Yeah. And that's when he has the sign like, what about sex? Or maybe we can just <laughs> have sex every once in a while, yeah. you know, casual sex, you know. So that's kind of when you see her boss kind of flip from sleazy and I mean, he's still sleazy. The stuff oh, he yeah. says to her, yeah, definitely. but then he also says like, I care about you. Not in those words. Yeah. But you get the feeling like he really does it's kind of care about her. Yeah. Turning a little bit. He's yeah. still sleazy, he's, but he's you're starting, starting to, to see. Yeah. yeah. So while she's gone, like he gets drunk and he's just like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm getting in that thing. Well, he's, Seth he's ta- Brundle gets drunk. He's talking to the baboon. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry about your brother. And he's like, if uh, he's talking about being a general, he's like, I'm not going to send my men to do anything that I wouldn't do. Right. He's like, fucking let me get naked and I'm going to get in there. Yeah. So he does it. And then a fucking fly went in there. <laughs> yeah. And they show the fly on the glass. Yeah. There's a, there's these little, looks like viewing windows yeah, or something. on the side. Like they show it on flying around on the outside and like sneaks in right, mm-hmm. right as the door is closing. Right, and it's it's sitting on that little viewing window glass, and you see it in there. And then it's a cool shot too, because you see, like, it's a shot from above at an angle, and you can see the fly, and then you see Jeff Goldblum like squatting yeah. naked in this thing, like from the like from 
over his shoulder almost like waiting to get transported and you're like oh fuck but you kind of knew we'll talk about the trailer but you kind of knew if you saw this movie and you watched the trailer that this was i mean obviously you knew he's going to turn into a fly I mean, yeah. but you actually get to see the you know the part where it happens yeah. almost you know in the trailer but yeah, so he goes through and he comes out the other side and he's he seems okay he gets a hug from yeah. the baboon I had in my notes that at one point he said he's been working on this for six years. I think this was about the the time he said that. He did he say it, or did the no the the ex boss the, the the boyfriend said it? Oh, the boyfriend was the one that said it. Yeah, because okay. he started doing some digging. That's right. That's he's like right, I've been yeah. looking into him, and that this is when you find out he was almost almost had a Nobel, Nobel Prize, right. and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. she's like he's been working on it for six years. Yeah. And I and I put I put he, at one point he said he's been working on this for six years, uh, comma he didn't think of this problem question mark like that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought of it, and it goes back to the clean room thing like you would think he would have thought what if something else gets in there like yes. a fly this seems like it would right? be one of the first things you yeah. think of we can't have that happen right <laughs> the only thing I we just gotta assume it was because he was drunk and I think yeah that's this is why all so this he, happened he I don't missed. think he would have I don't think he would have. Gone in. Well, he definitely wouldn't have went in because he was waiting. Right. He wanted to get the test results by yeah. the baboon first. Yeah. So don't we'll if just, you have a, a telepod, anyone out there has a working telepod. Don't mix telepods and alcohol. No, I'm just saying that right now because yeah, you're gonna end up like the fly. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Or what if a squirrel jumps in there when you open the door? Yeah, <laughs> like what jumped into your house. That's a, that's a callback. <laughs> yeah, callback. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and then after he comes out. Gene Davis comes back, and man, this fucker turns into a, a sex a machine. Yeah, sex machine and a bad and a badass. Remember, yes, For one of the first things. Well, they they do it right away, I think. Sex, and then yes. the next morning, he's she wakes up and finds him in the apartment like, slash lab. He like he catches a fly in his sleep. Yeah, that's like he's, what he's like. You hear it. the you hear the fly buzzing around. This is the night after he goes through the telepod. He he wakes up and. and He's naked. They're in the in the bed with the sheets over him, and, and he like opens his eyes instantly and whoosh, reaches out like Mister Miyagi and catches the fly. Yeah, you know. And, then and you're like, know. oh shit, something, something. Yeah. You know, so right away, you know. Then he gets up and he starts doing some gymnastics. He does. Yeah, he does these crazy flip handstands and like um, he's doing the bar. The bar. Yeah, I don't know all the gymnastic terms, but no. Yeah, like he's, he's doing all this. Around th- and, these cool ass. Flips and it's clearly not him, but somebody that looks pretty close to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, but yeah. So he uh, and she comes out and she's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I mean, she just sits there. She doesn't say anything. She's just she watching, watching him like she do all these. I feel like at this point she's starting to think maybe something's not. I don't even know at this point though if maybe she is not quite. This was this was not even twenty four hours after he went through. She I, doesn't really know him that well. No, she does. So yes, maybe this is just something he he does. It's a hobby. And yeah, she, he just didn't tell her yet. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, "Wow, this guy is amazing. Yeah. He's he's a great, you know, fantastic scientist. He's great in the sack, and apparently he can, you know, f- f- do all this crazy gymnastics. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got a, a real catch here. That's what she's yeah, thinking. Right? That's exactly. So then they, they they started having sex again. Again, yeah. And she's like, she's wore out. She's like, we've been doing this for hours. <laughs> she's like, how is there any fluid left in your yeah. body? Oh, that part was gross. Yeah, that, that, was that a weird grossed way me to, out. Yeah. I, I, 
is a little off. Yeah. But <laughs> after the, the, the chair handstand thing, they, there's like a little montage bef- before they have sex, where they go out on the town member. Yeah. And he like buys her a necklace and, and like he, doing, yeah. he changes his outfit. He's wearing the leather yeah, jacket yeah, and a different that, shirt. That he, yeah. That she bought him. Yeah. They go out and have coffee. And, and that's, I think when the, if, if the fact that he could do all those crazy moves, gymnastic moves, didn't tip you off that something was was wrong, like the coffee thing. Yeah. They go and have coffee, and he just keeps dumping tons of sugar, spoonfuls of sugar he, into his coffee, like over and over. And he's talking so super fast. Yeah, and, and like he's just this, going and going. Like he's got all these ideas and can't yeah. get them out fast enough. You, you know what that reminded me of? The coffee, but the sugar, the coffee and the sugar. I know, I know. It's I know it. It's something in my head. I'm trying to think. go ahead. Tell me what what is it? Men in Black. Oh yeah, so Vincent D'Onofrio. He's, like, he's like sugar, water, <laughs> more sugar, <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, that's so freaky. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. And <laughs> he apparently ad libbed a bunch during that scene because they had this what was written in the script, and he just he's like, oh, I, I need to like talk a bunch, so yeah. he just added a bunch of lines uh, in he, between. He was talking lines. fast. And he was talking like yeah, real fast. And just he's rambling like, on. He's like, I wish I owed a guy cannoli. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Later. Then he goes later. on and on and on. And, and then, then he's, he's like, damn it, where's my cannoli? He's he starts like, slamming on fucking the, cannoli. Yeah, he becomes very impatient. And yeah. and she, this is the first time I think she kind of realizes, hey, something's wrong. You know, like yeah. he's acting strange. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll give her a pass on the on yeah. the gymnastics stuff because she, like you said, she doesn't really know him. But but now he's his personality. He's acting different than he had been before. Yeah. You know. And this is before the. Hour long, yeah, know, hours long sex yeah. session. So yeah, all that happens at coffee, she, and she's like, eh, "I'll still, we'll still go home and do it," you know. So then they yeah. go back to the apartment and they get it on. But and she, I mean, that is, a, it was a gross line to me. It was like, yeah. she's like, uh, and she and like, does seem gen- genuinely worn out. She's well, yeah, she looks almost like disgusted. Just like, ugh, and, we've been doing this for hours. He's just like, no, he's like, I'm not done. Yeah, he was like, done. I, all I'm gonna do is fuck all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And already, I think his face starts to look fucked yes. up. Yes. That's why I'm like, why does she not? He's gotten all like these liver spots all over his face. Yeah. Why does she not bring right. that up? Right. Like she doesn't say anything until yeah. she's rolling over and feels like the fly hair is coming out yeah. of a, a wound on his back. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, we forgot to bring that up. He rolls over in bed after they, you know, in the middle of the night or something, or after they do it, he rolls over in bed and gets stabbed in the back by what looks like a big like computer chip a computer or something. Chip. Like he, yeah. he had like big deep wounds. Yeah. From like, the so she, yeah, they pulled it out or whatever. But now during this sex scene where she's, you know, worn out, he's getting these weird hairs growing out of his back, but they're like real, they're like creepy thick, you know, they yeah. look like a, like the like bristle real, of a brush yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem concerned about it. He no. just wants to get back to the she, fucking. Yeah. And she's like feeling, she's like, Oh, these hairs are really big, I, which I thought was weird too. I'm like, he's got a, a wound with these weird hair and you're like feeling on it. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. She does. And he's just like, I'm getting older. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. Leave, leave it alone. Right. Play with my ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, then he, he, that's the point when he like jumps up and he's talking about how great he feels mm-hmm. because he went through the machine. He feels rejuvenated. Yeah. He feels, you know, super strong and all this stuff. She, she cuts him off though. She gets scissors and cuts the hairs. Yeah, that's right. And then he starts wanting to get her to go through it, <laughs> which is a crazy, 
the crazy scene. He's like, yeah, you need to go through. He's like, I feel great. I feel great. He's like, yeah, you need to go through right now. And he, he, he takes her by the arm and he's almost like wanting to yeah. force her through. And she's like, no, I don't want yeah, to. His whole demeanor has changed. Yeah. His, and it happens really fast. Yeah. You know, so at this point you got to think it's been close to 24 hours since he went through the machine. And he, he's already, you're already seeing that he looks fucked up. He's acting weird. So, you know, her alarm bells are finally up with this guy. And yeah, she's like, no, I don't want to go through. And then he, he pretty much throws a temper tantrum. Yes. He's like, he's like, you're a fucking drag. You know that? <laughs> yeah. You're a drag. It's funny though. She's like, no, I don't want to. And she pulls her arm away and he just stands there. He stands there for a second and he doesn't say anything. It, it, and it's like quiet. And he's like, you're a fucking drag. You know <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then he's like, he leaves. He, he leaves yeah. his apartment, leaves her there. He goes out with just the jacket on, the leather no, jacket, no, no shirt. shirt. Yeah. So it, I assume this is, they never really say, is this supposed to be New York? Or they, it, they don't really say. They don't really say. It, it was, like I said, it was filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really so matter. But like, it's some big city. So he goes and he's walking down the street and he's going to, I assume he's going out to find some more chicks to fuck. Yeah. Because, so like, you, yeah, you get the feeling he wants to... It's like, I, I'm guessing maybe that's what flies are like. Yeah. Maybe they just, just want to breed, yeah. right? So he picks this random bar, goes in there, and there's a girl, and these dudes are starting to arm wrestle, and he's talking to the girl, and then they get mad, because it must be like a girlfriend or whatever. I don't know what the deal is yeah. between the guys and the girl. And Jeff's like, I keep on, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Keith. Seth <laughs> Brundle. Yeah. yeah. He, uh... Keith, who the fuck is Keith? I don't know why I said Keith. Seth, he uh, he tells the guy, he's like, I bet you a hundred bucks I could take either one of you. And the guy's like, nah. And then <laughs> I, there's another, so eventually they start to go wrestle, arm wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> the one guy goes, watch out, he eats chocolate bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, that's he, another he, thing. He's eating he, candy all the time. He starts eating chocolate. After he goes through the machine, he starts eating candy. The sugar, yeah. But then I'm like, is that like a, yeah. a thing about like, is that like a gay thing? Like back then, like the like, yeah, I, yeah I, man, I, maybe I that was like a gay bashing thing. Yeah, that's I, what I assume. Yeah. And like, so that's like why you watch was, out for him. That's that was pretty much acceptable in movies. Oh yeah, back then. up to a few years ago. Oh, yeah, probably. They, yeah, they used to say fag. Like watch yeah. watch these movies. Yeah, they, they say fag. And like you know, it's not like actually towards like gay people. It's just like yeah, people. But right. I was like, man, that never fly now. No, but no. I mean, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's chocolate bars. It's yeah. chocolate bars. Yeah, you notice that right away too, and it's it's kind of subtle too, because like when he's walking through the city to the out to wherever bar, yeah. he pulls he, he yeah, pulls out a like, bar, a chocolate bar, he's and got like chocolate in his uh, pockets. Yeah, and if you weren't really paying attention, you probably wouldn't have noticed, you know. And they don't ever actually even say anything about no, him eating chocolate bars. Yeah. Little thing in there. Yeah. And he does say to the to the guy's arm wrestling, you know, 100 bucks, I could be either one of you, and I take the oh, girl yeah. home. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, hey, I get a say in it. But this girl was not very bright. She was no, she went pretty she, ditzy. She, she said she wasn't a prostitute, but then I'm like, is she? Yeah. I couldn't tell. I don't know. She did go home with him. Like, he totally bust the guy's arm, which is a, oh, one of those yeah, yeah. Uh, scenes that I really remember. Yeah. And then... Yeah. You know, his he's like screaming and Jeff does. He breaks the I bone. The bone comes popping it. out yeah. of the wrist. Yeah. And I, I, apparently they were supposed to have like a more elaborate rig for that. But they just, you know, whatever they could come up with there. Yeah. But the guy that played, um, the guy that he, whose arm he breaks was actually a champion, a Canadian heavyweight boxing champ. 
Hey. Yeah, and he fought Muhammad Ali and George Foreman and was uh, never never knocked off his feet during his career. That's pretty crazy. He was a big yeah. dude. Yeah, That's why when dude. you see it in the movie, I mean, we're just saying he, you know, oh, yeah, they arm wrestle. But when you see it in the movie, this dude's a big dude. Yeah. You know, and, mm. and Jeff Goldblum's in good shape, he, but he's skinny. Yeah, he's a skinny so. guy. You know, he, that guy's screaming bloody murder, and he just grabs a girl and just leaves. Yeah. And then she just right. kind of looks at but just goes. Yeah. And he's like, let's go back to my place. Yeah. <laughs> she said, let's go back to my place. And you could tell she doesn't want to, but I have it here in my notes and quotations upset. that she says, she literally says, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, I do live with my mom. So <laughs> yeah. It's just, so she goes back and he fucks her too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they end up boning. Well, he, he impresses her by, he does the, he goes through the, transporter again again oh yeah and like because she's just sitting on the chair i'm like what's going on right and then it's like she was sitting there watching him go through yeah and then he comes out and bones her yeah you can see and, the, and at you that see point of, he, he really looks like a madman like when he comes out of the transporter yeah, his, for the second time his face is really looking rough that and then just just like the look in his eyes he looks like he's lost it you know yeah. what i mean like he's going off the deep end and then they're in bed, and she wants to go get breakfast, and he's like, "Fuck that, you're going through." Yeah, he, he, he wants. He wants to. He's like a junkie that doesn't through. want to do anything mm-hmm. by himself. He's like, "You're going through," right. and she didn't want to do it either. Yeah. And then Gina Davis comes back. Yeah, she catches him, and she's like trying to force her to go force this girl that he meets through the telepod. Yeah, and and he tells her, "Don't be afraid." And then Gina Davis yeah. says, "Be afraid. Be very afraid." Yeah. Comes in perfect time. Yeah. Which, right. do you remember this Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid from other things, too? It's one of those things that you hear, what's it from, originally? This? This is, this is what this it's is from. This is the first one. It's, yeah. It, huh. It's one of those Which, things that so That's you, what I was reading, that, that 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 line was reused on all kinds of other yeah, things. And I, I know I've, I've heard, heard it before, yeah. too, but I can't specifically say what other things and I've I heard. I was trying to think that when I was yeah. watching. I'm like, because I thought that this was just using it from something else. Right, yeah. Nope. This was this is where it originated from. That's cool. Kind of crazy. I, I did like when the girl's like, "Who is this?" And he's like, "I also live with my mother." <laughs> that was another. As if she wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not his mother. I'm his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, yeah. or I'm his romance partner, yeah, or whatever rom- the, whatever they're doing. Romancer. Yeah, we're romancing. We're romancing. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "I got your hairs analyzed. Analyzed. You're fucked up." I kept your hairs and I analyzed them. Yeah. Guess what? They're not human. Yeah, that's free. yeah, that's <laughs> she, freaky. She yeah, the girl know. takes off and then yeah, Gina Davis tells him she, this. Oh, by the way, she just leaves with no clothes on. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I, I I'm like, hey. she had a jean jacket and then like underwear on, and yeah. she was carrying the rest of her clothes. Yeah, yeah. I guess she got they the were, fuck out. They of were in the middle of nowhere, so I yeah. guess she could get yeah dressed in the hallway. <laughs> Yeah, so she gets those hairs analyzed, and and it's almost like he doesn't believe her or something. Yeah, but he ends up doing some tests of his own, mm-hmm. and once his computer says, says "Well," it, and like he it does like a little, they get in a fight, and she leaves. Remember? Yeah, he he kicks her out basically, right? Yes, he like forces her to leave, and then you can see that he's his you know the wheels are the gears are starting to spin and he knows that something's wrong too. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't notice before. Right. He goes into the bathroom and he's 
Oh, yeah. He's looking like, in the mirror and he, he could see that, oh, I don't look good. He's Now he's starting to get those hairs grow out of his face. Yeah. And he like reaches down to his fingernails. And this scene was really gross. He pulls one of his fingernails out and it like squirts like pus or something yeah. out. That's gross. And then he, pull, doesn't he pull two of them out? Yeah. He pulls two of them or, out. I think he just starts squeezing one and yeah. just squirts. It's, yeah. And the fingernail squirts out. And like the, the ends of his fingers are all swollen. And he tried shaving those hairs with like mm-hmm. an electric razor and right. it wouldn't work. Yeah. And he got pissed and he's broke. Right. It. And that's what, and he says, <clears throat> Am I dying? Is this how it starts? Am I dying? Like, oh, am I dying? Yeah. yeah. And then, See, this is kind of crazy too. Cronenberg said that the, that sequence when he says that, am I dying? He wanted to put it in a bathroom specifically because in real life, many people's first sign that they are gravely ill comes from, you know, in the privacy of their bathroom. And that's when they realize that, hey, there's something wrong with me. That makes sense. Which there's a whole bunch of stuff about this movie being a... Almost like something about uh, death and disease, which I can totally see that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, that makes sense. Yeah, because he just he really goes down from hill from from this from this scene. It really everything starts up. Actually, the whole thing, his transformation goes pretty quick. You yeah, know, and like it was at this scene, then like he stopped being rude and crazy, and it's like almost mm-hmm. like his analytical brain started right. going and like he's he's realized yeah. what was going on so then he started acting like a scientist and right trying to figure everything yeah. out his name yeah his nails fall off and then he asks himself is am i dying and that's what that's when he goes over to the computer and he, the computer shows him that there was a fly in there it actually yeah. gives him a printout picture yeah. not a printout but uh, yeah on the screen uh, an actual house fly it shows yeah, a, a fly like it, yeah so then he's like oh then I think I missed some stuff, but you know, Gina Davis comes back and he's more not super flyish yet, but he's, yeah, he's and, walking and, with a couple of canes and yeah. he's, yeah, he looks Cause bad. He, he called her. He wanted her mm-hmm. to be there cause he didn't want to be alone anymore. Right. And yeah. Like, I think it's been a few weeks or something since she's seen him. Yeah. No, uh, this is when he, he does the barf onto the, <laughs> the donut. He's like, like he doesn't even warn her. He's like, right. Oh, that's just disgusting. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, his part. Yeah, the the lab is trash. It's there's food and, and garbage and stuff everywhere. It's clear that he's not taking care of himself. He comes out when she first sees him. He he comes out and he's all his face is just all fucked up and he's he's got long sleeves on and, and there's like pus and goo all yeah. over his shirt and he's, he's he uses two canes to kind of walk around because he can't walk. Yeah. yeah, and then he sits down with her. He picks up a donut, and they're talking, and he barfs on the donut. Ugh. Yeah, that that scene really grossed me out. They used like, uh, honey, uh, eggs, and milk to make that barf. Ugh. And then when I know that, once you know that, that's just what they use. It doesn't gross me out as much, but it's still gross. Yeah. Some of the, and he explains that yeah, a fly actually regurgitates on their food, yeah. and it's acid, and then they drink it up. And I'm like, because yeah, they can't act. They don't. They don't have teeth. They just. Gross. And so that, I thought it was really gross that she still went up and fucking hugged him. Oh yeah, and, and his ear falls all. off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cronenberg t- told the makeup team to think of the transformation um, as a form of cancer, which that's kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what it kind of looks like. Um, Seth actually mentions in the film, uh, and it, and it shows. Like I think he says something about cancer, like. It's like a form of cancer in that scene. Remember when she walks, yeah. he's like, I think it's like a form of cancer where it's just like eating away. Yeah, because he didn't, doesn't really yeah. 
it's like he doesn't grasp that he's turning into a fly. No. It's just I think he that, just thinks he's really sick and he's going to die. Yeah, yeah, because like the combining of the genes is just like there's something fighting in him. Right. And yeah. it's just his body's rejecting it or whatever. And yeah. That's, and uh, Gina Davis wasn't acting apparently when his ear falls off. She didn't know that it was going <laughs> to fall off. And, and that was her genuine like reaction. What you see on, on the movie, they left it in and it falls off and it, just, it freaked her out. So She's like, <laughs> oh, I better hug him. Yeah. And like she, she's talking to the ex-boss or yeah, boss, not ex-boy. I keep, you know, the creep dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, like she, he's like, you need to stop seeing him because he's starting to get worried for her safety. Yeah. She goes back to her boss and she's really upset on, on you know, he's saying that, yeah, he, he's, he needs my help. He's really scared of what's happening to him. He looks terrible. And yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, you can't go back yeah. to him. But there is something still creepy in this scene before he completely reverts to an okay guy. Cause he's like, cause she said that, you know, she made it seem like she was still, she's like, he needs me. And so he, like, she's still going to see him. And he's like, do I, uh, do I have permission to claim your body if you die? And it just came off like, Oh he, yeah, you like did he, say that. Like that was it, gross. It, it was like, he wanted to like fuck the body, yeah. the dead body. Right. right. It, it, <laughs> so was, it was, it didn't weird. come off like, it, yeah, it wasn't like a, like just the way you say, like claim the body. It, it right. wasn't like, oh yeah, I know to that, bury that, you. That, it was her. like it for was, something else. Yeah, like <laughs> the way you said. It was a little weird because yeah. he kind of laughed about it. Like, hey, yeah, hey. yeah. You won't yeah. fuck me when you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do it when you're dead. Yeah, that, he, like I said, he was the only character or the only part of the movie that, to me, the only problem I had with me, and I didn't really have that big of a problem with him. You know, yeah. I just thought it was weird that he, you know, yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah, it was a so, little weird, but uh, she comes back to his apartment, and that's when he's walking like on the ceiling. And that I would put that down that that looked really good. Yeah, apparently they were going to do if they if they could have they would have done it all with special effects and like computers and stuff, but I, they couldn't because they didn't have the. I didn't look it up, but like at first I'm thinking I'm like, oh, they just they built the set upside down mm-hmm. and then turn you know turn the camera, but then there was like scenes where he was like walking down it i'm like right it would i'm like yeah that would have been too expensive to do like on a rig to make the whole right the whole thing move so I'm, i was like it looked really good yeah it's they actually used a huge ferris wheel and built the oh, set they, so they did do yeah that. and turned as he crawled across the you know across the ceiling then onto the wall part and then onto the floor they would turn to yeah. turn this thing and then apparently the, the hardest part was the lighting the, keeping the lighting oh, right so yeah. you didn't notice that this thing was actually turning you know yeah so that's that's in my head. I'm thinking like that's probably how they did it. But then there was scenes where, like, mostly I'm thinking like they probably didn't have the money to do mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, this movie. I, well, we'll look at the the budget here in a second. But yeah, I, I mean, it's not cheap. Nothing about it looks cheap. No, I don't think no, at no. all. You know, not at all. Um, I think at this part too, you kind of see he starts to do that 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 head twitch and the eye twitch. You know, yeah. that he starts to and. and that really sells it for me. I think yeah. you know, they kind of could have picked anybody, not anybody to do this part, but those things that he came up with were really cool, I think. Yeah. You know, to kind of show you that he's he's turning in, not not just that he has cancer and he's dying or, you know, that the, the thing messed him up to where he's dying, but he's actually turning into something else. And this is kind of one of the first parts you see that. He's walking on the ceiling in his eyes and his and he does that thing with his lips and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And we... She, we find out that uh, she's pregnant with the kid. Yeah. From 
one of uh, probably that four hour long sex session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After he went through. So she's scared of shit. She wants to get that baby the fuck out. Yeah. After she sees him, she wants the baby. <laughs> yeah, well, she yeah. wants the baby out. After she realizes, I think, that he's not not just dying from going through the telepod, but he's actually turning into something else. Yeah. You know, because at this point, she could tell that this isn't this isn't just like he's sick. But yeah, <laughs> what, what's going to happen to, you know, the baby? <laughs> yeah. And it, this is what we were earlier. We we're talking about the like giving birth to a giant maggot. Yeah. And like it was a very long uh, dream scene. Yeah. Like she wakes up and it was a nightmare, but like, I'm not sure where the actual nightmare started. Cause like they put, they went through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like actually going to the hospital and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. When you watch the movie, you don't know that it's a dream until no. obviously until she wakes up, but you think it's real. I, I thought, it, I thought it really happened. Yeah. Like the first time I see, saw the movie, like, Oh shit, she's going to give birth to a fly in the movie. Yeah. But then after she wakes up from the nightmare, she, she talks to the, the ex-boyfriend and she's like, I need it out now. And like, they're going to, he must have some doctor friends and the doctor keeps going right now in the middle of the night. Like he can't wait until the next morning or whatever. Yeah. So like they're trying to do this in the middle of the night and uh, he must've had some kind of sense, you know, like with the baby or something because she, he found her, like he went out and he's, he's, he's not even wearing clothes anymore. He's yeah, not the complete fly yet. No, but not like yet. the it's closer you get before turning into the complete fly. Right. Yeah, and I and believe like he, there was, I believe for like the makeup team for the <clears throat> for the movie, there was seven different stages of his transformation. And one of them, I think it was like stage four. You don't actually get to see it in the movie. They cut it out. But you do see a clip of it in the trailer, and he looks really creepy in that scene. He's not that full, in that full, like his face isn't to where you see where in, in the that last few transformations where he's in the full body you know, like the, he has no clothes on anymore. No, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and, and they actually, did you read about the cat, cat, uh, monkey scene? You told me, you told me about, you're watching it when <laughs> yeah. I picked up the movie. There was a scene where he's trying to, he's he in between this, in between her getting the abortion and the part where you see him walking across the ceiling and, and she realizes something wrong. And then she goes to get the abortion. <laughs> There's a scene in between there that they cut out. He actually is trying to reverse, trying to figure out how to reverse what happened to him. Okay. So I was, he, you told me about yeah. it. I was wondering why. Yeah. So he's happened. doing all these tests in in the lab. He takes another baboon or the, the one baboon that he has left and a cat and he puts them in separate telepods to, to I don't know what his, I mean, obviously they were going to morph together, Yeah, but whatever test was he doing? So he makes this cat monkey and, you know, opens up the pod door and yeah, it's it, the thing is an abomination basically. And it jumps out and attacks him. It runs, he throws it off of him and then it runs into a corner of his, his room and then he beats it to death with a, like a lead pipe, you know, and he's, you could tell he's just like disgusted in the scene, but apparently they cut the scene out because audience reactions to it were was not positive at all. Like yeah, people yes, people don't want to see animals no. being beaten to death, even ones even that are fake ones. Yeah, even fake ones or ones that are you know mute mute yeah. mute mutants. You know what I mean? That so, makes sense. Yeah, but it was it's a crazy scene. You can find the scene. You know, you can see it on online or I'm, I'm sure on the extras for the for the Blu-ray if you get it. It's a it's a pretty fucked up scene, but that's the one stage he in that stage of transformation that you actually get to see him in that one stage that they cut out completely and it looks fucked up and then there was another scene too that they had scripted but they didn't 
they didn't even film it where he, after he kills the monkey, monkey cat thing, <laughs> he, he like runs out into the streets or whatever. And, uh, he's like eating out of dumpsters and this homeless lady sees him. And so he grabs her and like melts her face with the acid stuff that he throws up and then eats her. And they cut, yeah. they didn't even, they didn't yeah, even, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't yeah. even fit really. That would, that would be like more, even more, I mean, this is a horror movie enough. I, what happens to him is a horror movie enough. Yeah, he doesn't kill anybody in the it, movie. It's a different you know? kind of like horror. That, it's that not, would take it. Yeah. That would take it to a different type of, of horror yeah. movie, you know? So where he's just like this murderous beast instead of, you know, just a guy that's turned into a fly. So like, so he kidnaps her out of the, the hospital and he takes her back to the lab and he, his goal, like he doesn't want her to have an abortion. He's like, that's the only thing left of like his old self, he thinks. So he's trying to talk her into not doing it. And like, he takes her back to the lab, but then I think it was a lie because when he gets to the lab, like his goal was to him and her are going to go in the pod together and then the baby's in there and they're going to be all, they were all going to all going to fuse, fuse together, together all three of some them. kind of yeah. super monster flyer or something. Mm-hmm. That, that, now he's losing his mind too. Right. Cause that's crazy. Yeah. And when they're at, when, when he, it's a cool scene too, when they're, when she's at the doctor's office and she's going to get the abortion, she's in the, in the, what I guess the patient room or whatever. Yeah. And there's a big glass window. And remember the yeah. Jeff Golden jumps just, up from down below and breaks yeah, through this straight through this. It was like this the, glass the glass blocks, the glass blocks. Yeah. It was cool. That's a cool yeah, scene. And cool. he grabs her and then jumps out the window and runs away. Well, her boss runs into the room cause she hears her, or he hears her scream yeah. and he sees that, you know, Brundle took her, you know? And so that's when the boss knows, like, I got to go, I got to go save her. So now the boss yeah, goes he, from sleazebag to hero, basically. Yeah. He shows up at the, the lab with a, a shotgun. Yeah. Which did, was there anything weird about that that you found weird about that? That he had it in that case. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I thought that was weird. I didn't know. Not only was it in a case, it wasn't even assembled. It was one of those like two piece guns. I'm like, I thought if you're going in there, this guy just kidnapped this and he's, he's this monster. Wouldn't you put the gun together before you go in and and then load it? But I'm going to go in there and I'm going to put together. I'm going to get ready once I get in there. What if he was in there when you opened the door? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Standing right in the door. You know? Also, I feel like he probably could have got the authorities involved at this point. There was yeah. no, there was no reason not to call yeah, the police. It, it wasn't like he was going to get in, tr- like he was involved with this where right. he might get in trouble too. If or she would out. get in trouble. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. more of a, I don't know. I guess he was trying to be the hero. Yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what happens at this point? He, he jumps down the fly. Cause I will just call him the fly at this point. Yeah. He, he jumps down and stops him from shooting him. And he, uh, he melts his fucking hand off. Oh yeah. And That's then right. he then he does it to his like his calf, and then like his foot oh, falls off. Like he does it yeah. right in the middle, and like his fucking foot falls off. Right. Uh, so yeah. he's fucked up now. He's kind of yeah. passed out on the floor. Yeah. The, the the melting hand effect was created by sculpting a mutilated hand, then building it uh, building up an intact hand on top with gelatin, and then they took uh, um, so they it, melted it with uh, using uh, light and a uh, hair dryer. It, it reminded me yeah. of. Uh, Raiders at the end. The guy that did Raiders at the end, he did this. He did this hand. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I watched exact stuff same on thing. that. Yeah. Like, it looks like Raiders. Yep. Yeah. So that's what that's where they used that effect from 
before Razor the Lost Ark. Who was it that? Oh, all the guys got melted at the end, right? Yeah, when they opened the Ark. Yeah, when they opened the Ark. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the point when he yeah. explains about the combining all the, all three of them. Yeah. When they, uh, I also saw that when they when he melts his foot off, they actually filmed a scene where he where the fly eats his severed foot, but then they they cut it out for for. Yeah. Time, you know, oh, so. yeah, yeah. So, like, he at this point, like, he starts to really turn into the fly, yeah, like, he's really looking bad, and it looks good. Like, yeah. it's like the flies inside and it like sheds off the Jeff Goldblum skin right. and just like starts falling off. And there was a scene that they cut that you can find too, a deleted scene right before this, right before he kidnaps her, a deleted scene where he's just hanging out in the apartment, he goes outside and he's like on the roof of his apartment and he falls down in his side, like underneath his chest on his stomach area. It starts pulsating. Like, like there's something in there uh-huh. and he like rips it open and there's a fly, like this fly leg that comes out uh-huh. like this insect leg. And he, he pulls it off and then like bites it off with his teeth. It's, was, it's freaky. It, that would have been cool. To leave it would have been cool if they left it. It was kind of a long scene because yeah. he's like real distraught, but it was freaky. That, that kind of, is the only other part in the movie where you see the like the real fly, I guess anatomy. You know, what I mean, yeah. B- besides the very end where he actually yeah. turns into and the and fly. And even when he turns into it, it doesn't really look like a fly to me. I, I mean, I guess it's still like a combination. Right, you're just getting more fly than human, but it's mm-hmm. still a combo. Right. Yeah. So he th- then he's he's got Gina Davis in the one pod. He gets Gina, yeah, he gets Gina Davis and in the like one he, pod. He has the computer set up. It's got like a timer. Mm-hmm. So he gets into his, which I don't understand his logic with. Oh, in this one, he has it combined. He has that third pod mm-hmm. that was fucked up or something. But like, I don't understand why they're in different pods because when it happened to him, they were both in the same. They're going to they're gonna transport from their individual pods to the oh, third to the pod third. together. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. That makes sense. So they're both in there, and then uh, Creepo wakes up enough to shoot one of the hoses or trans- one of the yeah. things that's connecting them. And then uh, Gina Davis gets out, and he uh, he sees this. The fly sees this, and he's like, mm-hmm. fuck, it's fuck not going to work. Yeah. So he opens up his door, and like as he opens it, like he's like he's halfway, halfway out, halfway yeah. in, and like... Mm-hmm. It goes off, so it like sucks in like part of the whole pod, yeah, and then transports them and like to, to that third pod. Yeah. He comes out and he's all fly and he's mixed with the the yeah. pod. Yeah, that's a cool scene too yeah. when it, when the third pod finally opens and you're like, what what's gonna happen? What you know? Because you see that it takes part of the the telepod with it, so you're like, oh shit, he's gonna be fused to this thing. So then, yeah, he finally stumbles out and falls down on the ground. The fly, which is yeah, at this point he's a grotesque monster, oh, yeah. but yeah, he's got parts of the parts of the machine yeah, are like stuck to them like and hoses and yeah. like the like the, the ridged part yeah like the ridged part of the of the telepod is coming out of his back yeah it's creepy and then he crawls over to gina davis and she's got the shotgun at this point in her yeah. hand and he grabs the shotgun with his weird little cloth thing yeah. and he holds it up to his head like basically like kill me please, you know yeah. please kill me this is, this is another this, thing that i really remember from a kid yeah like i remember that did you have a problem with that last scene at all like him wanting to be killed? No, with her in the very, very last scene where she's like, I can't, I, I can't. You, are you like, are you fucking kidding? You can't kill him at this point. He's like, he was going to 
combine you and your unborn child within yeah. him and like yeah. and now he, like he cheated on you he fucking that's not even him anymore no. he's obviously in pain just shoot him he, and he's she's a like, complete monster it. and he's begging you to kill him right you're, and you're like I can't. even if you loved him like right. you're putting him out of his right. misery which she was great in the scene you know she's yeah. crying and like very distraught and you be, totally believe it yeah it, but, i mean uh, it's not that yeah. big of a deal i guess yeah but. it's not that big of a deal i just thought it was funny that i was like i could i would be like oh yeah i'll, I'll do it no problem <laughs> yes shoot him yeah. And then that's the end. That's boom, done. Yeah, that was it. That was the end. There was a couple of uh, scenes after that where she, that they cut, I think they filmed after, where she gets back, actually gets back together with the boyfriend, uh, her boss, and then she has more weird dreams about, like, you know, yeah. having fly it's babies and stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a cool movie. It's a really cool movie. And, I haven't watched it, but I did look it up in the fly too. She must have the kid. Yes. Yeah. Either, it, either her or that, that bar tramp that he. Oh yeah. Banged, I guess it could. You know? It could have been. I, 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 yeah. I was thinking it was her because it, it shows that, that the creep dude, he's in the second one. So I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. maybe he's like surrogate yeah. dad. You haven't seen the second one. No, It'd be cool to, yeah. to to check it out. I, I think watch it. Some, from some of the things I've read about it, like reviews and stuff, it's not nearly as good as this one, but still one of those horror movies that's you know people still like. You know, so. yeah, it's uh, it must be in the future because it's the, the guy that's in it that's like the fly kid is Eric Stoltz, the one that got replaced on Back to the Future. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's his son, right? It's the fly's son, basically. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, but uh, it made the movie uh, made a lot of money. Budget was fifteen million, and it made uh, forty million. So um, yeah, I mean that's not bad for back then, and it's been a it, it, you know it's a it's classic. I I'm sure it's made money since then. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It it's got, actually not cheap to buy. I was going to buy it on Amazon. Right. Like, <laughs> like I'm not paying forty dollars for a DVD copy. Of yeah. This. But it's probably just out of print right now or something. Right. Right. Yeah, the uh, uh, won an Academy Award award for best makeup, which is pretty cool. I, I t- definitely would agree oh, with yeah, that. It was yeah. good. I mean, I don't know what else it was up against. And also, yeah. did you recognize who the composer was for the score? No, who was it? Howard Shore, who Howard did Shore. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw his name. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh hell yeah! The score is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. The uh, trailer. I, you ever, did you watch the trailer? Get a chance to watch the trailer. It's I, I, it's cool. No, it's got it. that guy that did you know the movie voice guy. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's cool. It gives like some stuff the, away, you know, but you know he's going to turn into a fly, you know, before you go see the movie, yeah. you know. So movie poster is awesome yes, too. It is a cool poster. It's the the just telepod, the and then it's one of his arms, like human arms, coming out, and then the fly leg yeah. coming out on on the other side. Yeah, it's really it, cool. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like. Alien, you know, you just yeah. get the the egg, right? You yeah. know, it's not the same, but you know, it's just like one thing with all black, right. and you're just kind of focusing on yeah. the, the one thing to yeah. get the same kind of shape. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy that it's just three people basically the whole movie. Can you think of any other you know characters that are really even in it uh, besides the bar chick? And yeah, and I, I, wouldn't, I, I would yeah. even really think they would, you know. No, yeah, and it's mostly it's mostly just him and her in this room, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's filmed basically in in one spot, most of it, yeah, most of know? it. So, 
Yeah. And I think to keep you in interested in the movie that long, it, it's, you know, um, like I said, not, not a huge horror movie fan, but it's a horror movie, but it's not that type of murderous no. slasher horror movie. It's more of, cause no one even dies in it. Right. Actually. Yeah. Except for him, you know, he's the only oh, one that dies, yeah. but, yeah. but, but yeah, it's like, you know, what's going to happen to him. Like after seeing the movie and like, you know, watching it the second or third time, you know, it's going to happen to him, Yeah, but you still want to see it. Like, I still want to see him go yeah. through them stages and yeah, stuff. It it's, cool. It's, it's cool. So, uh, so you got time or yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I don't think we'll, we're not going to spend a whole lot. Of time no, no, no. What, uh, we listened to for last week, lag wagon, um, Hoss. Hoss. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, formed in 1989, these guys are from Santa Barbara. Um, I guess they started under the name of Section 8, but then changed to Lagwagon um, because of a song that they had about their van that was not reliable, their touring van. And uh, uh, I guess apparently sense. the guy from uh, No Effects told them, oh, you should change it to Lagwagon. And that's what they did. So. Yeah. I like uh, it. Joey Cape is the uh, the vocalist or the the singer. Uh, Chris Flippin played the guitar. Derek Plourd drums. Jesse Bugaline bass and Sean Dewey guitar. And they, if you look at who's been in this band, they're one of them bands that have had a lot of different people in. But the the main guitarist and the main singer uh, are still in the band and have been in the band. Yeah, so. This is like a two singer one, right? Or like crazy. They have like a backup. One of the guys does backup vocals, yeah, but yeah, it's but mostly Joey Cape that does the the vocals. All right. um, it was a third album re- released in uh, 1995, uh, November 21st, 1995. And uh, the uh, singer Joey Cape wrote all the songs for this one. Uh, I picked this one. I don't know. I just, you know, I think it'd be, I thought it'd be a fun one to, to listen to. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I, I own it. Yeah. I, uh, it's not my favorite Lagwagon CD or yeah. album, but but I I, I like yeah. it a lot. Right. I think with like Lagwagon, like I don't probably not even any other albums. I don't like love the whole thing. It's like yeah, there's lots of songs on, there's multiple songs on all of them mm-hmm. that I like a lot, a lot. Yes, but it's not like I can, you know, what I'm saying it's not like I, I love all their stuff. But yeah, the ones I I'm, like, I'm the, the same way. I'm the, the same ones way. I like, yeah. I really like. Yeah. The, the, I think they have a good, clean, like a clean sound. Very, it sounds very polished. Yeah, um, definitely not like a garage band with tons like, of distortion even this or anything. One, Ninety-five, yeah. third album, like right. you know, they weren't huge. No, but they're not, and they're and they're not a mainstream, popular band. And you can, I think you could see why they weren't ever a big, you know, like radio hit or anything. Their yeah. songs are, they're. I guess I think they're just kind of, they're just different. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like their structure different than a typical punk song. They have like a lot of tempo changes. I feel like like in this album, there's quite a few songs where they'll be playing what seems like at one tempo, and then they'll just break into like a repeating chorus, yeah. real loud that doesn't really match up with the rest of the song, but it's still cool the way they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do like them a lot. It's uh, what well, what's your favorite song on this? Uh, it's either violins or sleep. I, I think maybe sleep. Is, is probably my favorite, which I believe that song, if you if you listen to the lyrics of it, it, it seems like it's about them touring and this guy just being away from his, you know, significant other, girlfriend, who, whoever, you know. But it, the reason I like that song so much too, it reminds me of 
like working shutdowns and yeah. working overtime, you know, cause he talks about at the end, he talks about like, uh, you know, I'll come home and I'll buy you breakfast at night and then we'll go to sleep. And that's the end of the song. And I've done that. <laughs> I've done yeah. that before after working like real long shutdowns at night shifts and, and you've done plenty of night shifts oh, yeah. then coming home in the morning and being dead tired. And like, that's a, like a fun thing to do. Like we take Katie, yeah. and we'll go get breakfast and then I'll come home and sleep literally just like the song says, yeah. but it's a, it's a kick-ass song and it just talks about, you know, him calling back home and saying, you know, like, yeah, it's me again, you know, and just being down in the dumps and, and almost like bringing whoever else he's talking to, bringing them down to, you know, just, and, and just talks, he talks about the van and it be, and everyone being sick and the van being stinky. Yeah. And, yeah. and no, it's just like, I, I like it's a cool song. Yeah. I think violins is my favorite. Yeah. But bombs away is close. Bombs away is cool. Yeah. And yeah. I also like, it, it's not, it's like weird too. see like bombs away. Nothing. They don't, it's not like some of the other bands that repeat these choruses over and over. It's yeah. to me, they almost are like strung out in a way where a lot of strung out songs are just, there's nothing repeated in, in, in it. You know, a lot of them are like that. They do have some where they have a chorus that they'll repeat over and over, but that's, that's not a normal thing. I think for bands to do, like if, if you were to go to one of these big records, record labels or something, say like, how do I make a, you know, what's the formula to make a song? that's going to be a big hit. They would yeah. tell you, you know, yeah, you do this, do something super catchy and repeat a chorus yeah, that people can memorize over and over. But not, yeah, this is not what they do at all. And that's kind of what this album's like. Yeah. I do also really like, uh, Razor Burn. I think it's just Razor a, Burn is it, awesome. It's a, it's a fun. It's song. a fun song. Yeah, it's right. basically about this guy getting dumped and then growing a. Beer, yeah, like, like growing a. It, beer. It's almost like he does. He stopped caring about himself, so he just lets his. Yeah. Hair grow. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's a fun song. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's, it's a good uh, sing along song. Yeah, I grew a beard of shame. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, and it's and it's almost to the tune of. Come all, what is it? Come all, oh, you. Yeah, because they they sing that in that song. Yeah, he sa- he says that at, or yeah, sings it at, yeah. at one point. Come all ye faithful. That's what Come it is. Yeah. yeah, and then when it starts off, you're like, this sounds familiar, but I don't know if they actually use the tune of "Come all ye ye faithful" for the song, or, they, or if it just, just sounded so much like it that he fit that yeah, little section in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like um, rifles. Pretty cool. It's a good song. The drumming intro for that one is is pretty kick-ass. Yeah. He's kind of just like playing on the on the toms or whatever, you know, over and over, and, and he mixes a, a, some snare in there and stuff. Yeah. It, it's cool. And then like the lyrics in the song, he'll just be, that's one of them songs where they're they're singing at a certain like pace and and tune, and then he just breaks into rifle rifle. It's like it doesn't match up, but it yeah. it's cool. It, it, it's really cool the way they do it, you know. And you can see, I think I see you why they weren't ever, you know, I don't think they would play too many of these on the radio. <laughs> they would be radio hits, but look at yeah. all the crap they play on the radio now, you know? True. Yeah. So, you never know though. Yeah. <clears throat> I do. I think resolve is my favorite album. Oh, okay. Yeah. But also the, the live and a dive live and a dive is awesome. That, yeah. That's awesome yeah. because it's got all the ones I love. Yeah, now Resolve, I believe that's about the drummer from this one. From well, there's a song on Resolve that is about the the drummer for the for this album actually committed suicide oh. a few in, in 2005, I think it was. I guess he had a lot of issues with that's uh, the year that came out. 
Oh, the Resolve came yeah. out? Yeah. Because there's a um, one of the songs on Resolve, there's a music video, and it's just a bunch of pictures of this the drummer from this album, uh, Derek Plourd, um, who died in 2005. And the guy was actually in the Ataris, the Mad Caddies, uh, Bad Astronaut, which was, Bad mm-hmm. Astronaut was a band, it was Joey Cape, the vocalist from this, and the drummer that passed away. And then after he passed away, the, they, you know, he had dissolved the band, obviously, because yeah. there was no band without the drummer. So Makes sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it's a it's a cool one. Not my favorite, and it seems to be like reading reviews, music critic reviews on this. They don't, you know, a lot of people, music critics at least, seem to like this one, but definitely said it's not their best album. But it's but, still, it's but still it's a one good that one. I think if you're yeah. a fan of them, I think like this is one that I see people that like like Wagon. It's up there, I think. Yeah, it seems like that to me. At oh, least. for sure. Yeah, that, like it's one of those ones that I. I don't know. If you talk about Lagwagon, you talk about Haas. Yeah, Haas, yeah. The cover's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love the cover, which is the uh, one of the guys from the Western show, uh, Bonanza, which I I wouldn't have known that. No. You know, because I've never watched that. It's on, that's an old-ass show, you know. It's on forever, though. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it is a cool, it's a cool cover. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kick-ass album. I agree with you. There's, there's songs on here that aren't my favorite. I'm one of those people that picks out my favorite songs off of any album and, and I'll listen to those over and over yeah. and I'll, you know, I'll know those backwards and forwards, but then some of the other ones, you know, I'll hear and I'm like, I couldn't tell you what yeah. album that's it's off like, of, you know, I, I like it, but and that's I, how this it's one is. not like other stuff where it's like the whole album strong. Right. Yeah. It, there's something yeah. that it's like, well, it's yeah, not, I can do none, with, I, yeah. none of it's bad, but it's, right. Right. But then after listening to it, because, uh, having this album, I didn't, I don't listen to it all that often, like I said, I'll pick out the ones I like and listen to, but I'd force myself to listen to this for the last, you know, couple of weeks. Cause we knew we were doing yeah, it. The songs definitely grow on you. Oh, Some yeah. of the ones that I wasn't like a huge fan of, they definitely grow on you. And that, I think that's, I, I think some bands are like that where you hear them the first time and you're like, they're not bad, but I don't love it. But then you, if you hear hear the same thing over and over and over, yes. you know, if you hear that album over and over, you, you really actually will grow to like it or hate it. And, and this yeah. is one that I, I, I agree grow to like. Because this is one that I have it, but I don't, I think I got it after I had an iPod. So I, I didn't right. necessarily just listen to the whole album through. So when we did this, I was actually listening to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like the first time I was like, oh, the ones I remember I really liked, but then I, you know, kept listening to it. I'm like, oh no, I, I, I'm liking all of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. This one, it's, it's got to grow on you. I yeah. Think. They got a good, yeah. They just have a good sound as a band. I love the guy's voice, the um, the singer's yeah. voice. He's got a really cool, a good, cool voice. A punk voice, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. I, you know, if, if you're into, <clears throat> I don't know, if you're into punk music or rock music, um, yeah, you you might like it, you might not. You know, it's 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 a cool it's yeah. a cool album. You know, it's not so. one where I like. Yes, everyone's gonna like this. Yeah, yeah. But there's I, some songs on here though. I think everyone would like yes, a lot. I think the know? ones we mentioned is so our if favorites. You, I'm guessing if you look them up at somewhere, you can get their music. That's not you know you can just buy individual songs. I'm guessing there would be quite a few on this album that would pop up for sale. You know what I'm saying? Or that would pop well, up at the at the top of their list of like popularity. You know, like. Apple Music does the popularity well, ones on uh, Spotify. ITunes. Here I'm looking. Yeah, violins is number two. Number two, right? Yeah, Maybe. I'm guessing like Sleep would be on there, and Razor Burn would probably be on there. Um, See, they, bombs away probably. Yeah, they only put the the 
top five. Or yeah, it just showed right. It. Yeah. 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 May May sixteenth is the number one. Oh yeah, yeah. My birthday. Yeah. <laughs> is it about you? No, no. <laughs> the, the day this loser was born. The day this loser was born. Yeah. Violins. May sixteenth is also three. Yeah. It's like they must have two different uh, two versions. Different yeah. Release. It looks right. like that was like probably updated one or something yeah. later. But what yeah. would you say if somebody wanted to check out Lagwagon to? To check out probably like live in the di- live in the dive. One. It's a fun, yeah, because you know they're gonna play all their hits on that yeah. one, and it's cool to hear them live. And they sound great live. If you if you listen to them live too, like yeah, some of the songs that they have from this album they play on there, they almost play them faster. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just it, a little it, bit faster. It's a good sounding live album. Yeah, it's cool. And then you, if you listen to that, then you can go back and listen to the older stuff. And then there's a bunch of stuff after Live in a Dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like that newest one I, I listened. Mm-hmm came out in 2019 i've listened to it a bunch right yeah so they're still a band because i think they broke up a few times and then got back together and their their lineup has changed over the years so there was really only one kind of gap here from 2008 to 2014 Mm -hmm. the rest of them are just like you know normal yeah band gap years yeah cool man well what do you what are we doing for next time are we doing the news or are we doing a movie? I don't even know. The next time that is actually on after this, it might be a giant bonus size episode. Okay. We'll cool. see. We tune in and find out. But the movie will be Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Album will be uh, Hooray for Boobies. Okay, cool. Drew just, cool. just laughs when he hears I the thought word I, boobies. No, I, you were, no, you were I, I was thinking. I was saying that. No, I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if Corey is going to do want to do a Bloodhound Gang uh, <laughs> record at some point. It was one. Yeah. Of my, it was on my list. Like I, nice. I just picked out three, and that was one of them. Nice. That's awesome. Cool, man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me let me get my thing ready here. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, all right. Anything else you want to add? No. Any other stupid comments? I'm full of those. Did, did, <laughs> I do, this? did we do that same bit last time? What's that? When you said anything else to add and you said any more stupid comments? I, I say that to you all the time. Do I say the same thing every time? Um, no, I usually change it up a bit. I, I think yeah. I said this. Yeah. said the same thing last time. Ah, yeah. I apologize to our, <laughs> our four listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, thank you for listening to the Ditch Day podcast. You can subscribe at wherever you just listen to us. That's right. And you can email us at ditchdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's right, Corey. That's ditchdaypodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us your questions, comments, um, suggestions, maybe a movie that we should watch or an album we should listen to. Um, but check back in uh, each week for new episodes, and we will talk to you soon.